just before I recorded this episode with Golson, I lost my dad. You know, and grief is a pretty interesting thing to deal with. You know, no matter who you are, or where you are. But I think it's extremely difficult, or even more difficult, if you're an immigrant. You know, because you know you're far away from home. Like so, for example, for me, I was here in Canada, and then I get told that my dad is passed, and I don't get to go home till like my dad passed July. I didn't travel back home till like September. You know, so. You're trying all you want to do from here, but you're just so distant from everyone. Yeah, you have your, your wife and your kids and all that stuff, or you have friends, depending on your partner. But it's it's just a very interesting dynamic because you're so far away from all that's happening. You want to see your loved ones. You don't want to see your siblings. You want to console them. And I'm the first kid. And, you know, it's it's just a tough thing and you know so when Golson talked about it in Harley where she was talking about you know dealing with losing someone like as an immigrant like it's tough like it's really tough and I don't know what else to say in the past few years uh, I lost my uncle and I lost my grandmother so during those times uh, I really wished I could travel and just be with my family or just just see these people when they were passing away so especially uh, I think during hard times uh, when my family is going through hard times I truly wish I wish I was there and yeah and so you know Aside from just grief, aside, aside from talking about grief, we, we did talk about a lot of more interesting, a lot of interesting things. It wasn't all sad, you know, but we talked about, you know, missing home, which I think is a recurring theme among all the immigrants I talked to. You know, everyone misses home one way or the other. But I think for me, one big thing we talked about, me and Golson, was just, you know, the idea that you never kind of feel settled. You know, you're always trying to settle. You know, I mean, she's been here for six years. I'm just here two years plus. And I mean, I don't feel settled. She's six years plus. And she doesn't feel settled. So enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Newcomers Podcast, where I chat with immigrants like myself. Today I have with me Golson, who's been in Canada for like six years. How have you been? So thank you for hosting me today. And I've been doing well. Yeah, thank you. Hope you're well too. Yeah, I'm well, I'm well. And so let's get straight to it. I think for me, like the first question is, is what does it feel like after six years? Like, do you feel like I'm settled in, or do you feel like hmm, this this isn't what I wanted? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's a very tricky question. So I ask this question um, to myself always as well. So uh, I'm I can't say like I settled in at one hundred percent. So now. I think I feel like I think most of the people who attended <laughs> in your podcast as well. So I am like, I don't know, it's confusing. I'm either like in here or like sometimes my heart is always in Turkey where I am from. So hmm. you let, let's, 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 let's sit on that a bit and let's explore that feeling. So. Do you like so? Is it a, is it a function of I miss home? Is it a function of oh, there's so many things here that reminds me that I'm not home? What you do? Can you place what exactly is driving all those feelings? Yeah. So, um, 
So the feeling is something like this. So uh, when I am home, sometimes I miss Canada. And when I'm in Canada, there are occasions that I would really wish, I wish I was back home. So yeah, that's the feeling of <laughs> being an immigrant. <laughs> yeah. Do, well, like, you want to talk a bit about one or two of those occasions when you're like, yeah, I wish I was home. Like, can you just give an example of one of them? Yeah, for sure. So for example, um, in the past few years, uh, I lost my uncle and I lost my grandmother. So during those times, uh, I really wished I could travel and just be with my family or just, just see these people when they were passing away. So especially, uh, I think during hard times, uh, when my family is going through hard times, I truly wish I wish I was there. And yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so true because I mean, I'm currently dealing with grief right now. I lost my father two weeks ago. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Thanks. And like, it's horrifying because you're, you're here and they're all back in Nigeria and, um, I, I can't do anything. All I can do is just grieve, you know? So I, I get you. Like it's, it's a really hard thing to deal with. And that's something people don't talk about enough. Just the fact that, yeah, you're, you're probably here doing stuff, but then when you lose someone that is back home and for some reason, you, I mean, you just can't go back immediately. And then it's just you and your, maybe your close ones trying to deal with the loss. And you can only talk about it with the phone and why you're trying to understand what happened. But let's not get too sad. <laughs> let's, not, let's not get too sad. Let's go back to your first night when you came. That first time when you landed, how did it feel for you? Like, were you excited or were you, okay, what's going on? Yeah, so um, first time, uh, I think the first time when the feeling kicked in was actually when the plane was landing uh, to Canada, like, you know, um, because I was landing at Toronto. So I've seen all these like skyscrapers and it was also uh, almost like, I believe, 9 p.m 10 p.m as well so it was night as well so uh, the feeling was like oh my god what am i gonna do like now okay i i i took this decision and now i am in canada so what what now and also when i first came uh to canada i did not have a house so first i booked um in a hostel room for a couple of weeks uh because i've never been to canada before so i, I did not have an idea of like how the rental works how, how where am i going to stay etc so i just booked in a hostel uh in the city center and then um afterwards i took the train to the city and then i was just with my suitcases like on king street and i was like okay and i i, I mean i did not have data on my phone i just had a map that i printed out on my way to hostel and i was like okay why why would i do that and i did not think about arriving in late as well so i was like okay yeah like this was not even a good preparation on my end and then i met a random uh, person on the street so she told me 
uh, are you going to the hostel? And I said, yes. And then she said, which one? And then I told her which one I was going to be staying at. And I just trusted this person. She just told me like, oh, it's five minutes from here. Just follow me. And then <laughs> she took me to the hostel and that was my first night. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Like, it's amazing. And then when you were following the stranger, what were you thinking about? Like, what was going through your mind all that, all that time? Like, <laughs> um, honestly, like I, I didn't have a lot of options at the time. Like I, as I mentioned, like I had the map, so I kind of knew that it, the hostel wasn't that far. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll probably just like follow this person. And then that was it. Yeah. I just, had to trust i guess to this person i don't know i mean after obviously living in canada for the past six years now i don't i know that it may not be the best decision but at the time it worked out yeah 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 i, I like the idea of faith like in the sense that at that time that's the best decision and like that's the best you can do at that point in time what else are you going to do say no and stay mm -hmm. stranded on the street and then, so after that, so you, so what next happened for you? Like, was it just, like, how was it next? Now, now the process of settling in, did you go straight? You came to school, right? Yes. So I moved to Canada uh, to pursue my PhD education. Okay. So, um, so what happened next was I went to school, I met people there, and then I started looking for a housing immediately. And... Um, one thing to mention, I guess, uh, as a concept of this podcast too, for like potential newcomers or other newcomers is that, so because uh, I come from Turkey, right? So at the time, uh, the economical situation in Turkey was not that bad. So uh, one Canadian dollar was um, two Turkish lira. So as of today, I think it's over 19. So... <laughs> You yeah. can't tell the difference. So at the time, I had a little bit of confidence uh, uh, from my family in terms of finances because they told me that if things uh, don't go well, we could support you because I was on a scholarship and uh, the math was like fine. If, if I t had this scholarship, then I could sustain myself. So I had that uh, confidence. And then obviously I had a very limited budget. And um, so next step was me finding a basement room. Uh, so I rented a room, it was for $600. And <laughs> I think my monthly salary was around $1,000 or something. I remember it being less than the minimum wage at the time. So I found, I found this room, I rented it for six months. And uh, so I have to mention that I don't come from an extremely rich family, but in my previous university in Turkey, I was living in a dormitory room and my room had the view of the Bo uh, Bosphorus and all these, uh, you know, the bridge and like you could see the Asian minor, etc. So that was my uh, situation in Turkey. Whereas I found this room and uh, my <laughs> my room was in a basement room. I never lived in a basement before. And the window, there was only one window and it was just uh, as small as the screen of my laptop. So I, I said, okay, so this is going to be my life for a little bit. And um, it was 
a lot of, I think, shock and downgrading because when people, I guess, plan on immigration, sometimes we miss some of the factors because the idea is having some changes in our lives and potentially when you took these uh, risks, uh, I think you believe that you're going to have a better life, but sometimes it doesn't come that fast. So there is this like period of, I think, <laughs> waiting and working hard on your goals. Uh, so mm, yeah, that was my first like six months that I lived in, in, a, in a basement room. Yeah, I was sharing uh, the basement uh, with other people. Yeah. That is, <laughs> I can imagine just going from living in a room where you have so much light to going, living to a place where you just have a small uh, sliver of light coming in through the window. Now, I'm just kind of exploring all the, so those first, if you think about those first six months, you know, and you think about your life now, like what's the biggest difference in how you approach it from a from all points of view, mental, emotional, like how, what's the difference for you right now? Yeah, for sure. I think that's a great question. So, um, I mean, I think the first, I would say couple of years perhaps was kind of like navigating the life in North America. Cause, uh, as I mentioned, I'm from Turkey and before Turkey, I also lived in Sweden, but it still was a European country. And um, so I would say North America is pretty different than anywhere else in the world. So if the first six months uh, were very challenging uh, for me, um, everything, I found everything was different. So I was not expecting some of the differences, um, including the healthcare system, the tax system, um, I had to learn everything from scratch. <laughs> and right now, so uh, what has changed is obviously I graduated a couple of years ago. So now I have a full-time job. And when I was a student, I also worked in several jobs. For example, I worked at the restaurants. I worked at a food bank. I worked at coffee shops. So now I think the difference is obviously I, I do not live in a basement room anymore. <laughs> I was able to rent my own apartment. Um, <laughs> and I have a full-time job. And when I first moved to Canada, I was uh, on a student visa. Then after I graduated, I was on a work visa. And now I'm a permanent resident of Canada. So I think these changes gradually also had a better impact of my quality of life in this country as an immigrant. Uh, I wish, obviously, I had the same conditions uh, since day one. But if you do not have uh, a lot of money, I guess, before moving to a new country, um, be prepared for <laughs> challenges, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm going to kind of ask you another question. And this is a, it's a hard question, but so I apologize ahead of time. But it's almost like saying to me, like, what's like, what are those convictions? Like, you know, you said something about how moving from being student visa to the work visa to being a permanent resident, 
how that has changed, like how it has impacted your quality of your life. I just would, I want us to kind of dig into that a bit. Like, did you mean quality of life in terms of how you view it itself or financially, or is it a mix of both? Um, so, um, I think it kind of gives you an ease of mind, I would say. Um, why? Because, for example, I think being on a visa means you have a return date uh, and either or that, like if you might, if you lose your job, let's say you may not find a new job and then, you know, you may need to go back to your country, etc. When you have, uh, let's say, a permanent residency, you could get your health card that is not going to expire or you don't need to worry about visa applications Um those kind of things, I think not. I, I don't know if it necessarily brought the financial <laughs> freedom or anything. I don't think there is a drastic change. But what I figured was because I recently became a permanent resident, even though I've been in Canada for too long, is that I realized when I was changing my social insurance number uh, after uh, receiving my permanent residency, so my social insurance number used to start with nine and now it starts with one. So I think it is kind of like to mark people, uh, whether you're on a visa or, or not. I mean, it. I, I, of course, this is another, I think, a debate topic that I ha- would have a lot of critics on. But um, what I figured is, yeah, it's... It, I think kind of gave, it gave me a little bit of more of a confidence, I guess now. Yeah. Yeah. I like that point you make about that, the feeling that when you're on a visa, it always feels like you have a return date and that date just kind of stays at the back of your mind. It just, it never goes away. It just stays there, you know, and then whatever you do, you're always like, oh yeah, like I need to make sure that I extend my return date. <laughs> and now, um, what do you miss most about home? I know you've kind of talked about this a bit, but just just putting that out, like, what do you miss most? Like, out of all the things you talked about, your home country and Canada, what do you miss the most? Um, sometimes I just miss uh, my family, just being with my family. Like, when I am very sick or when I'm very busy, for example, I wish, like, I was surrounded <laughs> by my family or friends. Um, but at the same time, so one of the things is that I realized that my country also has changed in the past like five years. Nothing is the same. So when I visit back, I also do not find um, my country being the same as in the time that I left. So I think there is this like feeling of nostalgia <laughs> to <laughs> my old life back home, like when things were a little bit more stable, etc. or like political challenges, etc that I will not be going into details but um, so I would say I think I just missed overall the most like the feeling of uh, belonging and and the solidarity uh, yeah but for example when uh, the earthquake happened uh, my workplace was very understanding my supervisor was very understanding and he uh, directly emailed me about the situation and he uh, was checking up on me a lot. But at the same time, life goes on and the work goes on. So, and um, I 
work with um, people from the United States as well. So they those negative events, for example, may not be their reality. So it was not uh, um it was not well acknowledged by some people, for example, or but some people did acknowledge it that but these things. So I think yeah, the feeling of solidarity and uh, yeah, being uh, with your community sometimes is the things that I miss the most. Hmm. I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, I guess sometimes people find it. Sometimes people find it hard to put themselves in your shoes, mm-hmm. especially in a world where everyone or a society where it's very individualistic, then it can get harder, you know, which is one thing that North America, I've come to realize in North America is that it's everyone, it's a, it pushes a you over others mentality. And then that shows up across in various parts of life in different ways. Some of them we like, some of them we don't like. Yeah. But I guess that's, that's the society we live in. Have you ever regretted being here? Sorry? Have you ever regretted being in Canada? Um, <laughs> not really. I think the moments that like, not a regret, but like, sometimes I wish that, you know, we were closer to other parts of the world. Uh, it's not necessarily being close to Turkey uh, only, but you know, when let's say you're in Europe, you could just take a Ryanair and then you could spend the weekend in, I don't know, somewhere else. So sometimes I just feel, I think I, I ha- had this feeling immensely during the pandemic as well, but I sometimes wish that I wish, you know, we had more opportunities of traveling and seeing um other places because i like traveling a lot but sometimes i just feel like i'm just stuck in ontario even like going to british columbia or alberta like uh, where you are at the moment it takes uh hours to just take a plane and just be there yeah yeah i mean because I, I i just came up from Ottawa on friday it's like a four-hour flight yeah i'm like how did you fly for four hours within the same country <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. I mean, I forgot that you and I might have different time zones even, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, you know, digging, talking a bit about your, 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 your journey so far, like what has been your most overwhelming moment? And I think maybe I should split it into two. So if you think about it, when you just came in the first one year, what was your most overwhelming moment during that period of transition? And if you think about it in general, now that you're much more settled, do you still have these moments of overwhelm where you're like, oh, wow, like you just get, I don't know, you know how the feeling can be when you deal with it? Yes. Um, yeah. So I think in the first couple of years, as I mentioned, like when I was a student, I, I did like different kinds of jobs so while being a student and while I guess working in these jobs were overwhelming and at the time I think now they have changed these regulations but the students international students were limited to working for 20 hours per week only so that was one of the overwhelming things and other overwhelming things would be how challenging the life 
was for some of the international students. So I was not the only international student. Most of the graduate students were international students. So having this comparison, even though sometimes it's not very nice to compare yourself with others, I would just find myself comparing with, let's say, domestic students. And, you know, you have to think about, even though you're on a scholarship, like you have to think about your student fees and other fees that are like almost twice or three times more than a regular student, I mean, uh, domestic students. So that was one of the most overwhelming things. Other things were that, I think, yeah, I think surrounding that. And afterwards, uh, after I graduated, obviously I went to school for being a researcher at first. So I, I did a PhD in mechanical and industrial engineering, but um, I did not continue in academia. So that was another overwhelming experience for me because I had to change my plans, seeing uh the limited opportunities for PhD graduates in terms of finances and stability again. So I had to also continue in industry, even though I was trained to be a researcher. So that was another overwhelming moment that, uh, yeah, um, not being able to use my degree as much uh of course like the skills are transferable and there is no problem with that but of course from time to time i feel overwhelmed because sometimes i just remember that i have a phd but (laughs) i'm not using my phd as much and yeah because another overwhelming thing i uh, observed was because last summer i was also teaching at a college uh, at seneca college in fact in Toronto while I was working as a full-time engineer. So that was also overwhelming, holding two jobs, because things don't end when you just graduate and find a job. As you mentioned, like being stable as an immigrant takes time because you are already, as I mentioned, like with social insurance number or with the accent or other aspects, being a woman, etc. Uh, you're already labeled as an immigrant. And I think in one of uh, your podcast episodes, I think one of the participants were also mentioning about that, that it 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 actually doesn't go away. So, yeah, yeah. that's always overwhelming. Away. Yeah, it never goes away, to be honest. I, yeah. I think that was America. It never really goes away. You just... You, I think in the end, you you just decide yourself that you're going to just face it and deal with what it is. But yeah, you always have an accent unless you want to change it. And not everyone, like I am not going to change my accent for anyone. This is how I talk. And if you don't like it, then so be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the last question I have for you would be, if you look back on your journey now, what would you have done differently? Um, I think I would be more patient with myself Hmm. and in my humble opinion, if I were to give an advice (laughs) to a new (laughs) people like myself or like people from, let's say, Nigeria, like developing countries, I would say, because that's also a different set of being an immigrant too. It's not the same as being an immigrant from Europe, of course, it would bring its own challenges too, perhaps. But 
for us, let's say for people from developing countries, I would say, um, being more patient uh, with ourselves, because as we've been talking, um, things take time and there will be challenges. And sometimes we don't oversee these challenges of life because we immigrate with having high hopes. So I think, yeah, I would be more patient with myself. So at the end of the day, I graduated, I found a job, I got my permanent residence, etc. Um, things might take time. Sometimes things take time more than other people. So again, I think uh, I would do the comparison less because everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own timing and people will blossom when it's their their time I, mean, I think that's what i want to say so i would do this differently um yeah mm-hmm. yeah that idea of being patient with yourself is really powerful like yeah just be patient it takes time to settle in like because people underestimate how much of a job it is to or put yourself from your country, leave everything you know behind and just go to a new country and just start trying to root yourself again. You know, especially if you're not a kid. Like, if you're a kid, it's probably easier, but if you're an adult, like, it just takes, it takes a lot out of you that is not spoken about. Like, I'm not sure I've even finished unpacking the layers of all that. And I'm hoping that by the time I'm done, if I'm ever done with this podcast, like, by by the time you do a lot more interviews, you start to unpack all those layers guess by guess because there's so many layers that people are dealing with or have to pass through but thank you so much Golson. this was really good thank you for your honesty and thank you for sharing your time with me today yeah thank you so much i really enjoyed uh, our conversation it was a great journey for me like i felt uh, you know i went back in time and (laughs) remembered my first night it's been a while that i haven't thought about my first night so (laughs) thank you yeah it's good thank you so much so as immigrants um i feel like we're always in a hurry you know um and i don't blame anyone you come here depending on how old you are when you come here um you feel like you have goals to make you have things you need to do and so we're always in a hurry you know we are we have these things that we have to achieve by certain times certain milestones but you know if there's one thing you take from Golson's episode i think it's just this thing she said when she says be patient with yourself honestly like just be patient with yourself like because you know what not every new day is a gift and so enjoy it as much as you can and just be patient with yourself forgive yourself when things don't go according to plan you will make mistakes you'll learn you're in a new environment just be patient with yourself and with that as usual please thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode please share like you know if you have someone who you think would enjoy this episode please share this with them 